Uh, well, boys, welcome back. Another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. And uh, we got a good episode today, but uh, first we need to break it down. Jason, what was that treat? So that was Spawn of Possession with the track Bodiless Sleeper off of the album Incurso. Okay, okay. Nice. You going to break down the week for us? Were you, you going to tell us a little bit more about that real quick, though? Well, let's break down the week Don't leave first. us hanging. All right, well, we got a pretty uh, short and sweet episode today. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit what we're listening to, and uh, we are reviewing the new Fit for an Autopsy CD, The Great Collapse. And we got a special interview with uh, Patrick Sheridan. Again, we did an interview him before, but he had a lot more to say this time. And uh, a couple concert reviews as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. It was Spawn of, yeah, Spawn of Possession. That album is like, um, I don't know, 2000, maybe even 14, I think. So it's not the newest, but um, dude, uh, just badass technical death metal. I believe it's got one of the dudes from like uh, Necrophagist in the band and... Maybe Beyond Creation. I don't know. A couple, a couple of dudes from other tech death bands, and so it's kind of you know not a super group, but a lot of talent in one band. And dude, I just love how in that song the vocals. It's like that super fast, rapid, rapid vocal um, for a minute, and then it goes into the tech stuff, and then it's like that tech style breakdown, a little bit different than what you know we normally play. Yeah, yeah. no, that's why I was digging it because it was uh, you know it's just a little different, I guess. I thought of you, Shoddy, since you're always about tech death. Yeah, no, that's why I was asking you for, <laughs> you know, a little bit more info on it because I wanted to uh, know what it was. Yeah, no, I, I I found it on Bandcamp from, I don't even know exactly how, but uh, it, was, it slipped past me like when it actually had came out, I guess. But it's definitely worth your time. Stan, what'd you think of it? I liked it. I mean, very techy. Not, not my cup of tea, but I mean, it, it kind of fit. Uh, I heard some like kind of, I guess... Uh, use of effects on the guitar kind of like fit for an autopsy does so i was digging that right 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 right. sense yeah no i I agree okay yeah um so that so they've got current and former members of necrophagist obscura and and that's it so pretty big pretty good combo i would say yeah um and it did come out in 2000 oh 2012 so it's a little older oh wow no wow where'd you come across this at i just on Bandcamp. I, i don't know where i saw it you know i browsing around but i don't i'm not the 
hugest tech death fan but i do really like tech death when it's done well and they're very technical but they throw in enough i don't know it's pretty good it's good songwriting and stuff so definitely yeah. uh check it out even if you're not the biggest tech death fan you still might get something out of it but um shoddy you had some good shit you sent us during the week yeah uh, i'm glad you liked it uh actually another band i found also on Bandcamp. Uh, they released the CD Ruins of Empires. Uh, the band is Adernam. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Or like Aternum? Etern- is that? I don't know. Because I felt like they were... I don't... Yeah, honestly, I have no idea, man. It's A-E-T-E-R-N-A-M. Aternum, Adernam. I have no idea. Um, they're, from, <laughs> they're from Quebec. Uh, so, you know, our fellas to the north here, our neighbors to the north. Uh, some good shit. I'm trying to. Um, what would you? What would uh, be the best way that you would describe them? Because I honestly, it... well, I was thinking about it, and it's like it's very weird because it's like it's got symphonics parts, it's got like Oriental parts, and it's got like Middle Eastern parts. With yeah, some melodic, yeah, but kind of progressive elements. So I don't know what I would call it overall, but it's like a big mixing melting pot. Yeah, it's you're exactly right. It's a, a big melting metal. pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're your world metal. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, their band camp page says, you know, with ethnic melodic influences. So maybe those are the words that, you know, we're thinking of. But yeah, it's some really good shit. Honestly, man, when I first put this on for any of the gamers that are out there, I found myself <laughs> flashing back to playing like Diablo, like running through the sands, like just beating up fucking like mummies and shit or okay. ghouls and God, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> that's a tangent and that doesn't make any sense at all, but it's just good shit. It's uh you know, it's a theme based CD. So they're trying to tell some sort of a story here about empires that have fallen. We should just play uh Damascate and I should shut up because I'm not doing uh, the music any justice.
pretty good shit. I like that beginning a lot. Yeah, see, I, that's why, like, it's not that, I mean, I understand people are like, oh, what does it sound like? What does it sound like? But, like, when it's something that's like that, you don't really hear that shit too much. You know, the blending, you know, with that symphonic harmony, and then it goes to the, you know, the screaming after that. It's just... It's unique. Honestly, they remind me a lot of my pick of the year from last year, um, uh, Hope for the Dying. Mm, the um, legacy. Part. You know, yeah, the symphonic part. So, and, and a lot of like the, you know, the, the Egyptian Middle Eastern themed stuff too, because they used a little bit of that. So, that's really, you know, some of the few places where I've heard something that sounds like them before. When you first sent it, I, I listened to it and I, and I listened to the, just the first song mm-hmm. and I was like, it's good, but I was like, it's kind of like Nile, but maybe not as like technically good proficient you know and then i listened to it again and and listened to the whole thing or about almost the whole thing at least and then as soon as all those other styles start coming into play like it's not just the middle eastern kind of egyptian stuff you know yeah you know, oriental stuff and then like i didn't even like i don't even know if it has any cleans on the first song but after you get into it there's a whole ton of cleans and it actually like yeah it, it, i mean really it, they do break it down too so it does get a little bit softer a little bit later on in the album and then i mean there are a couple like um i don't want to they're not necessarily like instrumental interludes but it's like they do these well like i mean so the number seven is kind of an instrumental interlude but like it's still it's not filler music by any means it's not like a filler track yeah, no, I know what you mean. Those, those are really cool, though. That's what kind of adds to it. It's cool, man. It's a good, if you like mm-hmm. progressive, you know, that's what's cool about it. It's got the symphonic and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a gem. I, too. I'm really digging it. How about um, you, Stan? Yeah, you got, got one band to talk about today, this week. Yes, wow. uh, new stuff, too. I'm getting on a roll this year. I'm doing things right this year. So, yeah. uh, and it, actually, I'm proud to say these are homeboys from Michigan. Okay. They just uh, put a CD out a couple weeks ago. I don't know, maybe two weeks ago. Homeboys from Maybe Michigan. No guesses. Battlecross. Okay. I'm just going to give know. you the name. The band is called Sunlight's Bane. I don't know if you ever guys heard of them. Yeah. Oh, I saw that uh, name around. I think I'm just going to play it right off the bat. <laughs> That's just the first song of the CD. That song is called um, The Venom Shield. 
The, the albums, once again, it's Sunlight's Bane and the album's The Blackest Volume. Dude, they're just like, okay, they're like half black metal, half grindcore with like a heavy hardcore influence. It's just like uh, something I never heard of like before. It's got definitely got like the nails feel to it, like the, you know, napalm death. But it's also got like just groovy breakdowns that are hardcore and just got like black metal vocals and those eerie riffs. It's it's cool. I was going to say I could hear the grindcore in there and everything. What's the production like? Because on my end, it was I couldn't hear it too good. Except, it's, uh, you know I mean, like the, as far as like good quality. So it's got like the nails ish kind of production. OK. The, who did the Kurt Blue? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who produced the album. I don't know that much about him. I just kind of seen that they had an album out, and I've been like trying to find some good shit, and kind of just liked it. I didn't research them a lot. I just know they're from Michigan. I'm pissed because I know that's, I that's, saw that on Bandcamp too, and I don't know if I clicked it. That's a nice surprise, though. Michigan boys, there. I was I was really digging that breakdown too at the end there. Exactly. I mean, it's it's just like a mixture of three like great genres that don't usually go together. So <laughs> I thought it was very cool. Hell yeah! No, I'm I really like that. I'm gonna put that on my list right now. Sunlight's Bane. Jason, what do you have for us? I've got two that are kind of similar in a way, I guess. But um, I guess the first one I'll start with for reference. We'll go. Let's go with Immolation first. They just put out an album called Atonement know, a couple weeks ago, maybe even last Friday. Um, but they're dude, they're just old school death metal. They've been around for thirty years. If you've never listened to them before, they're. They're less of the Florida death metal. Well, they're from New York, so that should give you a little bit of an idea of what you're going to get. But it's like, I would describe them more as like murky death metal, like mid-paced, more evil sounding, a little bit of atmosphere in there along the lines of like a little bit of Morbid Angel, maybe a little bit of Incantation, like that style of like weird riffs, weird, weird kind of stuff going on, different than like just bludgeoning over the head, but just very, very heavy. And like, they're a band like some other bands where like, or it's very rare, like where they, I think they get maybe a little bit better. Like their last two albums are just awesome. This one, it's like extremely heavy. It's production is really good. And dude, these guys have been doing it for 30 years. I can't believe that it still sounds this good. The track that I was going to play is uh, Destructive Currents on it. It's got some cool, um, weird lead work. And it's not anything that's going to like blow your mind right away. It's kind of a whole song album kind of thing. But just get it, it like gets you into like a certain mood is what I like about it.
so that last part there, I'm thinking that's like some type of a pinch harmonic lead. Stan, what do you think? Yeah, it's like a, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's like, it's weird, but. It's some type of a harmonic, right? Yeah. I don't know what he's doing there, but it's badass. And it comes up a few parts in the song. Like the thing about it, this album in particular, and this, the dude, I forget the guy, the guitarist that writes most of it, but he comes up with these heavy as shit riffs and leads and they're very weird and odd, but yet they're usually pretty catchy. Like they'll get stuck in your head without being melodic. They're not melodic at all. There's never really much melody, but it's like, it's catchy though, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just heavy as fuck, man. I didn't get a chance to listen to the CD a lot, but that was the one thing that did, you know, end up sticking with me were those riffs and i remember being like where the fuck did i hear that and then it was like the one time that i listened to the immolation song it was like that was the riff that i walked away with and it stuck with me for the rest of the day so i definitely am going to go back especially after hearing you know that i mean i skimmed through it i remember i liked when the jackals come i remember that was a good song i skimmed through it briefly and didn't give you know it as much time as I should have, but I was looking forward to it, and I'm glad that you turned me back in that direction. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not going to convert people who don't like that style of music. You know, it's still, like, you know, just consistent. It's just solid. It's just, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, it's just solid, consistent music. I just love sometimes that just, like, really fucking heavy, dense, like, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's just, it's not just about the speed. It's, like, mid-pace and just heavy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It fit my mood this week. Good shit. All right. Well, um, since you guys don't have any other ones, I'll jump into my last one. This band, again, um, Bandcamp one, uh, they're called The Ominous Circle. And I guess if you didn't like the last one, you, you know, you're probably not going to like this one. They're, they're very similar. This band, I'm assuming, definitely likes Immolation. I think they're a younger band. I've never heard of them before. But same kind of thing, dude. Same, like a lot of mid-paced old school death metal sounds, same kind of influences like like I mentioned before. So I don't need to go into it as much, but it's a fucking weird CD. I put this thing on. It starts off with this track that's like, it sounds like a legit, like not even a horror movie, like a torture, disgusting, shrieking kind of thing for like four minutes. It's like, there's no music and it's just like extremely unsettling and it like gets you into the like right mindset. And then like once it goes into it, it's again, it's like that like weird murky death metal, very atmospheric, um like evil kind of sounding but it mixes like death and doom but what i like what i liked about it what kind of like grabbed me was the riffs they have a lot of good groovy riffs chunky kind of riffs the stuff you can kind of latch on to so it's kind of what separated it from some of the other you know standard death metal you kind of get these days so mm-hmm. the track is called poison fumes just go ahead and start it from the beginning
Another very nice pick. You like that, Sam? Oh, yeah. Very groovy. Very, yeah. I like the riff, though, right when he started singing. It was just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's the thing. Like, it's it's groovy. Like, you can really, like, it's not, I don't want to say catchy, but it really gets you, like. Um, it, it took a minute to get there, but yeah. it was. That's what makes it stick more, though. You know what I mean? I, I guess you're right. I'll Never mind. I take that back. That's how the whole CD is. There's long songs and stuff, and it'll have those buildups, and then it'll just unleash with some super heavy parts, like. I don't know. It's another one that's a, definitely a mood-based, you know, like fucking dreary day. You put something like this on, and it just kind of like warps you into like the mood of it. That was like my thing. I think that's just the mood I was in this past week was that kind of like weird fucking death metal, you know, mid-paced, but groovy and fucking stompy and shit like that. So it it fit what I wanted. I'm probably going to definitely be holding on to both those albums, and I feel like I'm gonna get, they're going to get more play from me. Yeah, I think they're going to get some play from me too, but... All right, I think we need to move on. Stan, what did we do? What did me and you do this past uh, week? Oh, well, we hung out. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> don't ask me why, but <laughs> no, we went to uh, went to see uh, the show. Fit for an autopsy. Who else uh, was there? Fit for a king. Yeah. Uh, the worst hour <laughs> of my life. Emir. Yeah. And um wait 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 the worst hour was for who which band Emure or Emure Yeah that's yeah whatever and then the gods after the burial headlining but it was a good time it was yeah the Emure is an hour I'll never get back I don't think I've ever I've never been to a show where I'm sitting there being like fuck this like I I actually was getting mad I didn't just not like it I actually was like getting like more mad as it went like yeah dude i've seen them before they're horrible it's... like we watched fit for a king and i i get why some people like them it's you know that's some cool parts i didn't hate it yeah you know at the time i thought you know okay this is not that great but then after Muir played i was like oh wow i would go see you know fit for a king again like <laughs> that was just fucking horrible it was a joke i'm embarrassed for those that band i, I knew they were bad and i kind of knew what we were we were in for it's that really like douchey core all just core breakdown after breakdown but like with this Douche weird core. yeah huh. exactly it's like it's like hip hop kind of influenced so it's all like this weird groove the whole time but it's like but it sucks it's just simple ass breakdowns like we were saying like dude why didn't we just write these fucking songs cuz this guy's making all this money i would assume and it's nothing dude it's a more it's the worst shit i've ever heard and it's fucking lame like it's not like he's talking about cool shit. He's like a douchebag too, so you, it's just even worse, dude. I mean, I couldn't even believe how bad it was. That was your guys' first exposure to a mirror? Yeah. Well, I mean, I listened to their CD before, but that's the first time I've seen oh, them. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I don't know. It's with a new band. I heard like this new band that's with him is like more technical, so I was like, well, maybe it'll be all right, but maybe they were playing just old songs. I don't know. I, I found nothing good in it. No, nothing. Like you said, Fit for a King is just like um, they're doing the same old metalcore thing. Like it, Honestly, they sounded great after I heard a mirror. You're right, but nothing I yeah. would listen to for sure, but um, fucking didn't hate it, but Fit for an Autopsy, though. Blew me away. They fucking killed it. Yeah. Fucking killed it. Opening, they opened the show and it was, uh, I mean, dude, they, like, they just killed the other two bands. Yeah, they played, what, six songs? Not even? Five, six? I think five. Yeah. That's so stupid and a little unfortunate, but. I mean, like, nothing against them last, like, Shoddy, when we seen them, they were amazing, but I mean, this, maybe it was just a, you know, different venue or they had more of. They stepped it up. They had more, more of a following, but they were just, they fucking killed it. They were all, so awesome. Well, they played, it was cool because they played almost all new stuff. They played, 
uh one song i believe from hellbound right stan no they played the the one from the depression sessions and then two from Uh, the newest ones yeah you're right yeah Yeah, it was just unfortunate it it was just unfortunate they didn't get more time and you know more exposure because it was seriously amazing well yeah i know it was cool because yeah sure they played absolute hope absolute hell they played salt wound and then they played the two new singles and they played the one from the depression session and it's just all that new stuff because it's not as just in your face like there's more space in it you know it just comes off really good live like it really really sounded good live like thick Everything was on point. The energy was great. Joe sounded awesome. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, and actually now that I think of it, maybe that's why they chose that set list just because, you know, stuff from Absolute Hope's pretty catchy. And, you know, the newer stuff, I wouldn't say it's more on the lighter side. I guess we'll get into it a little bit too. But maybe Well, I mean, that's the thing them. is, should we just do this natural transition then right now? Because, I no, mean, no, I feel like them. we're just well, going to keep saying about that. After the burial. No, that's true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just shut your mouth. Then let's just hold off on all that. But I do. I I, feel, I know what you guys are talking about. Well, let's get in after the burial then, Stan. What would you think of them? I know we've seen them, what, like four or three times? I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I've seen them probably three times more than you have. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know, every time it's just always a pleasure. You know, they, play they killed it. And this is the first time. You guys seen them last year. This is the first time I've seen them without, with the absence of Justin. So... I was actually blown away how good they did it and how everything worked out. I never, th- I always thought once they lost Justin and that band would never be able to do what they did, and I was wrong on that one. Lots of props to Trent. Are they yeah. still running with the one guitarist? Yeah, yeah, they have the backing track for some for some rhythm parts, but Trent just pretty much holds it down for like all the lead. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Wow. And I was just, I just a- didn't know if they would have gotten you know a second for live stuff. Or not yet, but whatever. More power to Trent. I mean, he's fucking... With that hair, he can do whatever he wants. Although, does he still have the hair? No, he's got a pretty clean cut now. <laughs> fucking fucking A. I could have used more rare form, if <laughs> I'm going to be honest, though. Like, they waited till like, the end, and then they pulled out, like, all the rare form songs. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. It was just it was good. It was nice seeing him again. Been yeah. a while. They pull out a couple songs you don't hear much. Like there was one or two from In Dreams that they don't really ever play, and then yeah, Renthe and Ghost sounded pretty cool live. You know, with oh, the that's awesome. And everything. Yeah, and they did play Pie. I don't know if they played it a lot, but yeah, that's right, they did. Yeah. They played Pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some different songs. Hmm. It was cool. I'd consider yourselves very lucky. I don't know if they've been breaking that out <laughs> a little bit more, but I you're just pretty lucky if you have to ask me. So yeah, it was a good night. I had, you know. A little too much uh, stand time for me lately, but it was cool. Yeah. So then I went to see uh, the Metal Blade anniversary show last night. Um, and fucking hell, dude, it was really good. I was pissed off because I... Oh, so it, the lineup was like... Um, I missed Necromancy and the Stone. They're kind of like a old school, traditional metal, maybe kind of kind of thing. I don't listen to them or anything. But, and then it was Allegiant, Goat Whore, Cattle Decapitation, and then Whitechapel. I, I almost missed Allegiant. I missed like the first song. I was real pissed because that was like I wanted to see them and basically cattle. But um, luckily I was able to get in there in time. And dude, have you guys ever seen them before? No, man. I I unfortunately missed the the Atlanta show. I wanted to go. I've heard good things. If they ever come back, yeah, like I'm definitely gonna see them again. Cause like just like even if you don't, I think if you didn't even know the songs. It, you would be able to sit there and have a great time because the two guitarists are so good and they're just like front and center 
and their guitars were really up in the mix and it was just like i was just my jaw was like dropped the whole time like flawless (laughs) they were so tight everything sounded so tight and together you know and so clean oh man I'm glad to hear that because I was wondering how they would sound, especially with the you know the technical kind of music that they do play. If it's not together, then it's going to sound like shit live. So that's awesome. That's the thing. I was wondering how it would be, you know, because that stuff can sound messy. But I think the way they write their songs with the like melody and the tech, you know, it like benefits them live. So it sounded fucking awesome. And like the newer, the new vocalist from that that last album. I mean, he's newer, but he sounded also equally amazing like a lot of good energy from him he nailed every part like i can't recommend them enough for you know catching them on this tour or whenever they come because and the new songs especially is what really hit the best yeah so that was awesome and then cattle cattle decapitation obviously was fucking amazing you know their last cd was still one of my favorite cds you know in a while and they played most from that they played like two from monolith the album that came out before and one from like the harvest album but everything else was from the, from the new one and dude it was just it's basically what you would expect except even more like fucking dirty and like insane you know you know how like travis just sounds like a monster or a beast or something i was gonna say yeah how are the vocals live how did that like voice come across disgusting the dude is like okay, spitting. Nice. That's, that's what I like. Yeah. He spits. Dude, he makes the weirdest faces. Like he just goes into this weird state. Like, and it's just like a monster. Like, I mean, it sounds even more disgusting than like when you hear it on the album. Like when he goes into those weird golem, like melodic yeah, screaming yeah, that's awesome, the choruses. Dude. dude, he's like, he snarls through them and shit. Like they're fucking brutal, man. They just, they're the real deal. Like for sure. That's badass. So it was fucking sweet. I would definitely recommend it. And I would like to see them probably whenever they come up, I go, you know. I think that's the tour that I actually missed. I think they kickstarted it off over here in the Atlanta area. It was one of the first, you know, tour uh, dates that they had and I missed it. And now it's fucking, the ship has sailed. So fuck my life. I'm glad at least one of us could go to it. Yeah, it was one of those things. We were talking about it the other day when we went to the Elder concert, and I was kind of like, mm, you know, it'd be cool, but I wasn't really that pumped. And then you sent us some videos this morning. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> Bad. <Yeah. laughs> well, I was working, like, right down the road, you know, and I was like, if I, why would I yeah. not go to this? I had a gift card. I was like, fuck it. So I do not regret it. Um, I did also see Goat Whore, which I don't listen to a whole lot. I just never could fully get into them as much as others very thrashy you know it was good i was just waiting for cattle and then i left before white chapel i mean we just saw them a few months back and i you know i wasn't blown away that time and i I don't know i just didn't really care to stay yeah yeah i feel but yeah that's it for the concerts of as of late shot you got one next week so i'm sure we'll we'll talk about yeah we'll hear about that what is it born of osiris and who else um within the ruins no wait yeah yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, and I honestly have no idea who else is going to be there. I know it's the it's the Born of Osiris tour to mark the release of the new Reign or whatever the hell. We'll get into yeah. it next week because that's going to be a whole discussion for us. Because it's not a new CD, but it's a remake of a CD that was a masterpiece. So why would you remake a masterpiece? But <laughs> like I said, we'll, uh, we'll talk okay. about that Yeah, next week. Anyways... <laughs> So we were very fortunate enough to get a uh, early promo for a CD that's coming out. What's well, a couple weeks now, isn't it? Still, I think off. the thirteenth or the seventeenth, whatever that Friday is. I think maybe the seventeenth actually. Yes, the Great Collapse by Fit for an Autopsy. 
We've been listening to it, and it's good. <laughs> it's, I, think it's, I guess we're done. That's all you need to know. <laughs> score it or, or not really yeah go what are shoddy what's your thoughts on it what's your rating uh, i'm gonna go ahead and give it an eight and a solid eight okay jason i'm gonna give it like a eight or a nine you know it's a new thing still but i really like it yeah i'm, I'm right where there with you guys solid eight um could possibly and be a nine later on in the future but as of right now no just an eight yeah that's the thing because even like with absolute hope absolute hell when that came out I it's, think I probably said like eight or something, and now like I actually love it way more than when we reviewed it. It grew in me a lot, so I have a feeling this one probably would do the same. You know, that's why I said eight or nine, but you know, it's still pretty new, so it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, no, I'm right right there with you guys. I mean, I've probably only listened to it about five or six times straight through already, but I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely had an impact already. What did you guys think about it, though, I guess? So comparing it to Absolute Hope, Absolute Hell, and then, you know, with the whole concert that we were talking about, what's your feelings on it? Well, that's the problem I had while listening to this because I was comparing it too much. You know, that was my that was my number one album of the year what, two years ago, you know. Thanks, yeah. So I'm comparing it. I'm just, you know, it's hard to get over that hump when you listen to something. But uh, I will say the first time I listened to it, not that excited. And after like, yeah, I probably listened five or six times too. And now I'm like getting more and more excited about it. So it's definitely growing on me. I mean, that's the thing. It It really follows what they did on the last album in my eyes. It just takes it a step further. I mean, like, it's a very natural progression. You listen to Hellbound, then you listen to Absolute Hope, and then you listen to this. To me, it's like they're just on that trajectory of, like, adding in more of the space and more of the getting away yep. from the standard death core and just adding in the the more of the grooves and less breakdowns, more atmosphere, some post-rock, all that shit. And I feel like it amped up on this one. And at this point, like I said, I think I, I am close to preferring it to the last one. I'm close no, to it. And I mean, I'll completely agree with everything that you're saying there. It's it's almost like it was a natural progression of them being musicians together. I mean, it's for the most part it's the it's the second CD with, you know, Joe on there as a full, you know, 
front man with you know the ability to give his input to do what he wants and i know that he is a very vocal person and i mean we hear you know the messages that he's throwing out there in this album and i mean we heard them in absolute hope absolute hell as well but i feel like i mean i kind of knew that this was coming when we did hear that split that they did that song there kind of gave us a little bit of this album and a little bit of the last album that's a good point so but yeah i mean i i completely agree with you jason it's just like I tried to not think, you know, of the last album when I sat down to listen to this. And then, yeah, like the first couple tracks, you know, have that high energy. But then, yeah, they kind of like they break stuff down a little bit more. You can tell that they're layering shit a little bit, you know, you know, more intricately than they did in the past. Not that it wasn't, but I mean, the wall of sound is still there. They're still heavy as fuck. It's just at times they throw this like ambiance at you. But I mean, that's honestly one of my favorite songs on the whole album is Spiral. And because of that, because of the way that they break it up and it goes into that little like, I don't, there isn't clean singing, but it's like, I don't know. It's just weird, but I really, really, really fucking like it. Goes it goes into that I weird really like, like, like uh, guitar yeah, line it's like, at the end. Yeah, yeah, that too. But it just breaks it up. And then it's just, if you would have told me a year ago, this is fit for an autopsy, I would have been like, are you serious? It just shows, you know, the level of evolution that they're becoming as musicians. And I guess I want to throw it out there again. I don't want to butcher his name. I think it's Hosein. But the drummer <laughs> is fucked. He's fucked. He's like... He's real good. Yeah, he's really I good guess live, I, that's but... no, I, I, I can't. Yeah, I, can't. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. It's just I didn't like it. Like oh, I didn't, I'm not saying I don't like it. I just I missed like the evilness of the other CD. That the there was the other one was very dark to me. Very, you know, what I'm saying like evil. This one was just a little bit more happier. Really? Like it's still. Yeah, I thought so, dude. I don't know about that. No, I get I get a lot of sadness for yeah, I get a lot oh, of sadness so. from this album. Yeah, this is a dark the last album was the last album was angry and aggressive. This album is like I don't get that dark from it. It's like and heavy. a little bit more up like it's not I don't know, uppity <laughs> to me. It's just cause you're young and in love right now, Stan. Oh you're just hearing everything with rose colored fucking glasses. Just <laughs> 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 thinking about oh your girl when you're listening God. to this or something. <laughs> Dude, it's dark as fuck. I have to say, I think you're 100% wrong, but hey. Hey, yeah. To each his own. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's some pretty shit dark. You gotta clean out. <laughs> oh, whatever. I mean, I, like, maybe, I mean, there's more, it's, there's softer elements on it and shit like that, but, like, the thing that I think is amazing that they did, like, they progressed into that, into some of that more melodic stuff, into that more um, spaced out, like, like you said, Shadi, like atmosphere and mood-based stuff. But yet, to me, I don't think it lost really any of the heaviness or brutality. Like, songs like the first three are fucking heavy, dude. They're very, very heavy and aggressive. Iron Moon, dude, that song is like a hardcore song, just kind of darkened up a little bit. I mean, I just feel like the melodic and, like, softer stuff is even more there. And yet, like they retained or got even heavier with certain parts. Oh, yeah, I mean, I I agree, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think they've got they went softer at all. I just think that they were able to, I guess, dial back the amount of heaviness that they needed in one track per se, and they were able to do, you know, different music. Like, dude, Joe's vocals on this, and I'm gonna need a little bit more to go into, you know, 
the messages and then just to get into what he's doing. But I mean, his range on this album alone, he's just stepping it up to that next level a little bit. You know, like he's just going that much further as a musician. Like he was already awesome. And then now he's just, it's just the little stuff that he's doing. I agree. And I, th- I feel like that with, uh, you know, the guitars too. And that's, I guess, why I say it's not as, I mean, I guess maybe not d- dark's the wrong, but you know what I mean? Like, it's heavy in its own way, but it's not heavy the same way the other one was heavy. I guess I would agree you know with that. I mean? It's definitely heavy in a different way. I think it's heavier in more of a groove way. Like, I think it's heavy in, in more yeah. of a Gojira way. Like, stomping, fucking, like, stomping grooves throughout. Yes, exactly. Uh, there, yeah, there, there were parts during this album that I was like, wow, that kind of sounds Gojira-esque. Oh, but- for sure. The, the shit he's doing with the guitar in that is just, you know, he's... Tr- Will did a lot of different stuff with the guitars like the effects and shit and that was there on the last album too but i think it even went oh, yeah, maybe even a I little mean, bit more towards that oh for sure but that's what i like though like it's it's less deathcore breakdown and more gojira like stomp and groove with yes some breakdowns and stuff like that but it's like it's just that's dude this is the kind of i don't even know if i want to call it deathcore but this is the kind of somewhat deathcore that i want to actually listen to mm-hmm like, they're not throwing a breakdown in there just for some fucking breakdown. Like, it's just where it needs to be to stomp harder. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, stop. okay, is it even Deathcore? Do you guys think this is even Deathcore? I, dude, I've been thinking about that more and more lately, and I don't know that I know what Deathcore is anymore. <laughs> just because of, like, the... Because, like, I don't know, like, so many bands, oh, we're a Deathcore band, and then it's like, well, okay, like, I guess if you, that's what you want to call Deathcore, it's just... It's such a weird thing, man. Like, I don't know what the hell I would even call them anymore, especially with... Okay, and this might sound stupid. The last album, yeah, it it teetered, I guess, more on the, I guess, being deathcore-ish. I mean, they still had, you know, the parts that stuck out, but this album, it's too musical to be straight deathcore. No, I 100% agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... I've been creating... I've been creating genres all day, so I'm going to call this one uh, post-deathcore. Okay, though, so, so, but that, dude, <laughs> no, 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 that's what I was just going to, I was just going to say the exact same term because in the press release thing, like Will, I think Will, describe, says that term, like, like Marvel Oh, really? Post, oh, yeah, I was just actually, joking around. I don't even like using the post thing, but. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I was going to oh. say, though. Like, he did actually refer to it as, like, post-deathcore, and I was like, that kind of makes sense. It does. I don't know if I've ever heard that term before, but it kind of makes sense. Like, I wouldn't really use that for, like, Whitechapel. Like, they went out of Deathcore and went into more of a groove territory, but I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I would call it that. But, or, like, okay. this new Suicide Silence. Like, I don't even know if I would call that. Like, they're no, stepping outside of it, but it's not really... But this, it, like, makes more sense. So then, like, what are we talking then? Like, what is what is post-Deathcore? Are we throwing, like, a Casey Strain, like, Die Art is Murder? Like, well, those, I think, still fall more I, into I it, I just though. don't... But that's what I guess that's the only reason why I, I ask because I just want to be able to lump certain bands together and I feel like we can throw fit for an autopsy in with those other bands that I just got you know you know what I'm saying but then if they're not the same then it gets into this <laughs> muddy water of I think it, why we even try to classify things that's where it's kind of fucked to even really try it was more just like yeah. to, to see if we could but I mean that's the thing they fall in between like a Liar's Murder and a Gojira you know so it's like. Most bands don't neatly fall into one genre, except for a lot of the shitty uh, yeah. deathcore bands and metalcore. You know, a lot of bands, I guess a lot of bands do, but a lot of bands, if they're good, are putting other shit in. So, I don't know. I, I, that term makes kind of sense. I don't think you need to really classify them anymore. They're kind of fucking, they're doing their own thing, which 
yeah. is why I'm sure some people are going to write it off thinking it's just like a deathcore band, but I think that'd be a waste to fucking miss out on these guys. Oh, it'd be a disservice yet yeah, to yourself to do that. Um, the only tracks we can play from it are the singles. So, uh, they're the two singles are Iron Moon and Heads Will Hang. Iron Moon. Okay. Play a little bit of Iron Moon for you guys. That I was a pretty play good Black one. Black Mammoth, actually, but yeah, I was just gonna say the same thing, dude. That's my favorite track. <laughs> that fucking riff in the start. I know, dude. I fucking know. That's. I think that's my favorite song. Like, oh, I should say this too. Like, I don't. Did you guys notice how like they like really upped the? Well, they didn't up it, but like they have those really technical guitar parts, like rhythmic kind of technical stuff in and out of those like slow grooves and like stompier kind of things did you guys notice that oh yeah like i don't remember that as much on the last album like more of like a tech kind of feel at, at times yeah yeah it's just more i guess more mu- like they're flowing a little bit better now it's more musical they don't have like those abrupt like mm-hmm. this is where our breakdown is this is where our chorus is we're gonna end the song yeah i get what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah i definitely pick up on that more now yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so maybe we'll yeah we, we'll we'll end it off on Iron Moon, and then you guys can check out our interview with Patrick Sheridan, the guitarist. It's a little bit noisy. We did it in a restaurant, but he definitely gets into some good shit about the album and their progression and all that. Um, it's not too long, so definitely check it out and let us know what you think. Anyways, uh, this is another episode of Into the Combine. I am Stan the Man, Jason, and I'm Shoddy, and you guys fucking stay metal out there. Here with Patrick and what are you other names? 
I'm Blue. Blue. I don't know if you guys are participating, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, Tim plays guitar, and Blue plays bass, and I play also guitar. <laughs> Sweet. You guys, you said you came here from Ohio. Tour has been going for how long? Uh, yesterday was day one. This is day two. Okay, good so far? Uh, yesterday was amazing. Cleveland and the Agora Theater always bring it, so we had a, a very, very good show. It's fantastic. Great. So you guys are opening up for you got after the burial. You got another fit. Um, yeah, for a it's king. Um, Invent Animate, who unfortunately has had some vehicle troubles. So if you can go to their social media and pick up a shirt or help them out monetarily in any possible way, that would be great. They need the help right now, but they'll be here in a day or two. And then uh, Fit for an Autopsy, Fit for a King, Immure, and After the Burial. Okay, sweet. So you guys playing many of the new stuff yet, or is it still we mostly are. older? We are. Um, we didn't want to spoil the set list by announcing it online before right the tour, on, yeah. but now we're on the tour. So um, we're opening with Absolute Hope, and then we're playing Still We Destroy off of the Hellbound record. And then we um, play Salt Wound, which is off of Absolute Hope, Absolute Hell. And then we're playing Heads Will Hang. Um, Iron Moon, and we're closing with Flatlining off of the Depression Session. Okay, right. That's a pretty good mix. Yeah. We wanted to try to do some older stuff if we could, but unfortunately, we're slapped with a very tight set list. Sometimes we might not even be able to play that whole set. We might only be able to get in five songs. So every night, we're going to cut a different song if we have to, just way we can just play everything we want to play. But, um, you know, we figured it was the best set we could put together with all the heavy hitters, one old song, some new stuff, and kind of keep it up to par. Right, right. So, uh, actually, I listened to the new one today. Okay. Uh, I just finally got it, and um, so I listened about like five times. Okay. Five or six times, probably, through. Right. And uh, so far, man, I mean, because I was pretty into Absolute Hope, Absolute Hell. That one okay. pulled me in, and uh, still been listening to it. I mean, I listened to it a couple times last week, this cool. week, and I mean, it's holding up really well. But, uh, I, I mean, I, so far, the new one's sounding a little bit better. Um, it's hard to say because this hasn't sat with me enough yet. Yeah, I but. mean, here's the thing. Um, every band goes on a progression. That, you know, you run on... You don't, You never want to get stagnant and stay exactly the same. And then you never want to overgrow or run away too fast and not develop the sounds that you're going for. And I think that that's a big problem with a lot of bands. Either they really want to go in a direction and maybe they jump for it straight away or they're afraid to get out of their normal thing and lose the fan base that they've acquired over the years so you know it's it's hard to say but the most important thing for any band is developing your sound and your style and moving forward and I think we're finding our niche now you know we started off as a much more stripped down version of what we're doing now and we've grown to where we are and we're really happy, and we're all writing new music. Like, me and Tim are kicking ideas really? around, and Will has always got new stuff. We have riffs that we didn't use for this record that will get used on the next record. So it's consistent with us. It's about musical growth. You know, if people love it and they go for it while we're doing that, then that's sick, and that works out great for us. But we're never going to write records to please anyone but ourselves. So that's that's very important to us. So. I appreciate you, you know, checking out the new stuff and, and spending some time with it. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, because, I mean, the last one went maybe a bigger jump from, uh, as far as the sound went from the last one, you know. know. I'm sorry, know. I meant to say, like, Absolute Hope from Hellbound. I, I think I think if you listen to Hellbound, we were headed in that direction. That's true. I did notice that. I was listening to it a little bit like, this week. Great Gift of the World, like, everything on that. That song's a little more aggressive than some of the newer stuff that we did, but, I mean, all the elements of that song, when we wrote that song, are there. They're 
It's aggressive, but it's melodic. There's pitch screaming in it. There's different approaches musically. There's some ambient guitar stuff going on. Like, it's very much that direction. It's just, it was, I think, a little more aggressive in the ambient stuff and a little less aggressive in the aggressive stuff. I feel like the cool thing that we're doing now is that, yes, we have a little more melody going on. Yes, we incorporated, I think, in one or two songs in the new record, there's like a smidgen of some clean singing. But we did more pitch screaming and we did more melody and it's a little bit more melodic and maybe not as heavy in that stuff but the heavy stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. is way heavier than the, than it does, the yeah. yeah so it creates this different approach to the music where the melodic stuff makes the heavy stuff like smash yeah. you know what i mean so it's exciting to like write music with textures and like different kinds of feeling and like make the pissed off stuff sound more pissed by creating something more melodic right. with it you know it's like eating sweet and spicy together like they complement each other in a way when you eat something hot and then you have something sweet after it it makes it sweeter you know what i mean so it's kind of the same idea no that's what i noticed too because uh with the last one to this one i felt like those hard parts i wasn't expecting that. i didn't know if you guys were going to go softer or more experimental or what i really wasn't expecting that heavy hitting yeah. moments that were in there i mean it's throughout the whole damn thing like yeah very heavy. I, I think we did all of that. Yeah. I think we did some some softer, for the lack of a better term, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And some experimental stuff. I mean, like Terraform has got some real interesting parts in it that when that song is heard by the public, it's gonna I think that's gonna be the one where people are gonna be like, Alright, this band's getting a little <laughs> weird, but it's still heavy and hard and does yeah. what they do. We know we're weird, like we know what we like. Right. And I mean, Tim likes old rock and roll and like Black Sabbath and like you know Blue Oyster Cult and Ghost and, and Blue likes slamming death metal stuff and like you know guttural vocal like super extreme stuff and I mean I like hardcore and like thrash metal and all that but we all also visit all of the things that the other people like so you know I mean when you got guys that are open to all different kinds of music. We, we want to we write everything. I don't give a shit what everybody else wants me to do. Yeah. And the truth is, is that Will Putney is the, the glue. You know what I mean? Like, he takes all our ideas and the things that we like and the things that he likes and creates these records with us that it, we couldn't do without him. You know, so we're, we're always going to keep pushing forward. You know, it's so important that we do that. And we're excited. You know, people are... People like it. And we didn't think... I mean, we were nervous. You know, there's a the public can be brutal. Right. So we're just happy that we're we're getting some positive vibes, and I, I guess we're doing it right. You know. So. Do you think it's uh, important as far as the, with the progression? I think there's a special balance you want to make, where, you, like you kind of said, if you jump too far, don't leave your fans behind. You, like with Suicide Silence right now, they're kind of having you know, and who knows how it's going to be when it comes out, but it's. They're getting that backlash, whereas you guys have kind of seemed to do it slowly, and right. it makes a so lot of sense. We we don't really we don't really address this at all because those dudes are our friends. Yeah, right. And you know what? They're doing what makes them happy. For sure. And if that makes them happy, then good for them for doing what makes them happy. And fit for an autopsy is doing what we do. And our progression is the progression that we need to take. It's the road we need to take for us. And we're not doing it, you know, we're making different music as bands, but we're just going in one direction and they're going in the direction that they have to for them and their records and the things that make them happy. So good for them. 
and if they're happy doing what they're doing, then we're happy for them as our right friends. Yeah. And if people love it or hate it, that doesn't matter. People talk bad about us on the internet all the time. Like, if you only knew the times I wanted to throw my monitor years ago across, but then I realized, you know what? Like, if people are talking about you, then they're paying attention. So all those people that are saying bad things or good things about any band, they're watching. And that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we're not going to judge anybody else. We're not going to point fingers. We're going to be happy for our friends. And we're going to do what we do. Right, right. You know? I guess what I'm saying, though, is uh, do you guys think about that at all when you're writing it? Or is it not really a thought? That you don't want to isolate the fans too much? Or not really? We never want to get away from what we do. We're never going to make a complete change because we like what we do. But three records from now, it has to sound evolved from where we are. Or else we're just... We're cheating ourselves. We're cheating the people that listen to our music. We're not giving anybody anything new. We could write 15 Hellbounds. We, we did that. So then we wrote Absolute Hope. And now we did The Great Collapse. And then we're going to do the next one. And I hope it evolves into something a little different, still holding on to our roots. Like, you always want to keep your fan base. But you're going to lose your fan base when you write new songs. It does not matter. I mean, look at the Beatles. The Beatles went from being like the first boy band pop thing to being one of like these... I mean, Sgt. Pepper is like one of the most experimental records that you've ever heard. Like, And then the White Album is a completely different animal. They never stuck to one thing. So not in any way comparing my band to the Beatles, but progression is smart. You know, you got to grow. And um, I think people play it too safe sometimes. So we'll keep doing what we do and hopefully people keep liking it but um it's it's real hard man it's a it's a hard job no because it's funny because i know i've seen some comments lately when you look at the new videos or the new songs and you've always got someone that i wish they'd go back to hellbound or i wish they'd go back to whatever but i'm sure you pick up so many new fans every album too it doesn't really yeah and you you want to know what and i mean here's the thing if somebody listens to our record and they they decide they don't like it and they put up a constructive post like you know what like i gave this record a chance it wasn't for me. I like their old record better. You want to know what? Like, I'm, I back that because they took a minute to give it a chance yeah. and they wrote a real opinion. But if you just go up there and you say, "Oh, deathcore" or blah blah blah, or put us into a category, then you 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 don't deserve my attention anyway. You know, like people are gonna like what they like, and if you like Hellbound and you blast that every day, and maybe you're gonna turn your friend onto that, and your friend is gonna go back and they're gonna listen to the new stuff and they're gonna like the new stuff thank you so much then they are helping us mm-hmm. so it, it's all six of one half a dozen of the other brother you know what I mean like it's it's too easy to just make the same record so I don't know I, I hope people dig what we do but if they don't and they're real about it that's cool too right just don't be an asshole right 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 you know right. what I mean yeah I hear you so another thing with uh, Joe now it's the second album with you guys yeah did he, was it a little more comfortable for him? Did he get to play more of a role, kind of, you know, with all that? I'm going to be honest. Joe came into this project kind of like, because we were friends before, and Joe was a fan of the band before he got a chance to sing for us, he came in and nailed that last record. This record, he had a lot more to do with, like, vocal cadences and, like, patterns, and, you know, he helped out a lot more with writing and things like that. So the last record... That poor dude got thrown in the studio after seven days. Right, yeah, I remember you guys were saying that. Hey, welcome to the band, go in the studio, <laughs> and you don't even get a chance to go on tour or do anything, you know? So, yeah, go, write a, go, go write go and record, record a record. 
you know. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, you know, he's got everybody's happy with him. He's he's pretty oh, yeah. damn good. Oh yeah. You know, we got lucky, and uh, you know, he got in the studio. <coughs> I would say he had a little more application on this one, and um, but he never, it was never shaky with him. It was always solid ground. You know, it always okay. worked out. You know, so it's like. I mean, he's always done his thing. Yeah, you know. With uh, some of the lyrics, I didn't get a chance to pay attention too much. You know, I watched the video for the new song and everything. Right. It seems like uh, a lot of different stuff. You talk about some climate stuff, maybe some politics, mm -hmm. just what's going on. Like, what kind of stuff are you guys talking? Is there any themes, or what's the overall I mean, idea? The human condition is a big theme with us. Like how people treat each other, the way things happen. Um, there's a lot of political overtones on a couple of songs. I mean. We're at a real weird point in our social and political and like cultural background in America. Like things are kind of fucking crazy right now. There's no way to look at it any other way. So we've been kind of touching upon some of that. There's some environmental issue stuff. Um, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things touched upon on the record, but we don't ever like grab onto one thing. Like we're not a political band. We're not an environmental band. We just talk about the stuff that matters to us. You know what I mean? Like, all the things that we see going on, I mean, we have a lot to write about right now. You know, like, there is more right now in my lifetime than I've ever seen going on, on both the good side and the bad side. So, um, we have a, a pretty big, you know, field to pick from when it comes down to writing and subject matter. Like, for example, uh, Heads Will Hang. That's the first single we released right. for the record. Right around the time when we started writing that, the whole Syrian refugee crisis happened, and America responded in a real weird way. And um, so we wanted to kind of write a song that would reflect what would happen if there was an actual war in the States and people here became refugees. Like, what would happen at that point? Would you be so cold to these people that are overseas if your safety was taken away from you and you had to look at yourself in that situation, you know? And... Um, so when we wrote that song, it, I wouldn't say it was a pro or con to anything or a, a for or against anything, but it was more like a, hey, it's real easy to be against something when you're safe yeah. in your bedroom every night and you don't have to experience that. These Syrian people were the victims of something that their government chose and they, the war forced them out of their homes. Their children don't have you know, water to drink and food to eat and a place to sleep. What would happen if that happened here? So the video reflects that and... You know, the song is kind of about, like, what would you do if your safety was taken from you? So, like, stuff like that. Like, those are real important things to us. You know, like, we live in a crazy place. So, if people read the lyrics and get something from it, and they, they get the message, then it, it means a lot to us, too. And um, we don't want to yell at anybody. We don't want to preach live. We don't do that. But we let the song send a message. And if people care enough to read the lyrics, they're going to get something from it. You know, so...